0: 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Welcome into episode 18 of On the Board Podcast. I'm Colby McKee alongside Lance Dahl. Hello. Happy uh, Tuesday night to you. Thanks. (laughs) You you too. (laughs) That's a (laughs) fucking weirdo. Weird way to get into it. Um, Lots of things. (laughs) Happy Tuesday. (laughs) Lots of things have been going on in the sporting world. Let's start locally uh, with Mesnat Tigers. They had a busy weekend. they are only three games and three nights uh, series for the entire season, which is nice. Get that out of the way early. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad thing. They came out of it with a two and one uh, record. They beat up on Swift Current. 2 mm-hmm. nothing in Swift Current on Friday, and then a walloping 10-1 score on Saturday. I wasn't at the game. You were working it, weren't you? Yeah. How was that? The fans were probably really happy about that one.
1: It, it was uh, goaltender Jordan Fairley for the Swift Current Broncos. I believe that was his first start in the league. Oh, boy. And proceeded to give up nine goals on 30 shots. They kept him in for nine of those? Yep. Wow. They sure did. Yep, because... Uh, <laughs> why not? Why take him out at six? <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. I actually felt
0: bad for the kid. I saw that a lot on Facebook. A lot of the fans were like, man, like they just beat up on this young kid. Well, I don't know. Like, how is he still in the game? Exactly. Like, why are you leaving him in for nine? It just it didn't make any sense. But The, the quick math in my head is like almost one
1: in every three shot went in. Somewhere in there, That's a good yeah. Percentage
0: if you're a hockey team.
1: Yeah, I think his save percentage is right around 750, which <laughs> is uh, not ideal. Um, and then
0: uh, they hit the road on Friday to go up to Calgary for a four o'clock Sunday. start. Did I say Friday? Yep. I meant Sunday. And they lost that one two nothing. Uh, quickly, Mad Sogard had a great weekend, even though he lost that Sunday game against the Hitmen. Yep. Uh, he was stellar with the. Oh, how many saves he got? Uh, Thirty-two. Yeah. No, nope, 25. 25 safe shutout out there on Friday. Uh he oh. he bounced back really good uh in terms of that first start of the season in Lethbridge last weekend, but uh came back really strong for this one.
1: Yeah, he looked good. Um I saw the game on Friday. Uh he he wasn't really tested all that much in Swift to be honest, but he made a couple big stops to keep him in it uh throughout and that's almost one of the tougher things for any goalie is you know, trying to stay engaged and make the saves that you need to make when uh, your team is doing more of the heavy lifting. Um, and then Sunday, when he played in Calgary, uh, 28 saves on 30 shots. Uh, another solid game. I uh, gave up one on the power play, so I you can't completely fault him. Not at all. Um, you know, he's been looking good, and I think... I think Garen Bjorklund, out of the 10-1 shellacking on Saturday, (laughs) Garen actually did get overlooked quite a bit. I mean, he did pick up third-star honors. He probably could have got even second-star. 32 saves on 33 shots. He was solid from top to bottom. Uh, He was clearly busy throughout the night. Like There was a lot of back and forth. It was uh, a lot of transition offense from both teams, And, and Garen did his part. So, no, really good weekend. Um, goaltending wise and record wise, but but especially from the goaltenders to see Mads and Garen do a, a solid split. It was it, it was good to see. We talked last week, uh you were thinking
0: that potentially they would give uh Bjorkland the Sunday start in Calgary in his hometown. Yeah. I thought it would be Friday, Sunday for Mads, which turned out to be true, but yeah, they had no problem running him out for that for that Saturday home game. And like you said, he he really came out to play. Thirty two saves is is no slouch, so that's good for, for both goalies to get some action in early in the season. Uh, to get them both fresh and uh, and warmed up for it's gonna be a busy down the stretch. There's gonna be a lot of road games coming up. You can't uh, run Mads out all the time.
1: And yeah, and a, a big both. thing in the schedule is gonna be home and or not home and homes, but like back to back nights. Like I think every weekend basically there's Friday Saturday back to backs. Right. So right. to have to, not necessarily a one A and one B because I think Mads is is still a clear number one at this point and will be for most of the season but to have one and a let's say one C like someone who's not hes he, like Garen Bjorklund's not a number two goalie he could be a number one mm-hmm. if he needed to be and the Tigers have that luxury and so you, you I just call him one C because <laughs> I mean he's an elevated number two he could be a number one Absolutely. but for the Tigers to have these two goalies where they can run him out on back to backs mm-hmm. uh, back to back nights rather uh, it's going to Play big into what the Tigers do this season. If they want to be successful, it'll need to start in goal. We talked with goalie coach Matt Wong a couple weeks ago. We just talked about you know in the WHL
0: you need two quality goalies to win, mm-hmm. and uh, the Tigers have that luxury with with both Matt and Garin. Uh, quickly, James Hamlin had himself quite a weekend two goals, three assists, a plus 4 and just over 50% of his faceoffs he won. Uh quite a you, you need your leaders and you need your stars to perform and he definitely uh, showed out in these yeah. three games.
1: Yeah, like the, the points were good. I think um James would be the first one to tell you he would like to be winning more than just 50% of faceoffs. Right. Uh he, he I think would target being somewhere in 65-70% winning in in the WHL, That can be a obtainable for a twenty-year-old, um, so that's something that I think he'll be really trying to bear down on uh, uh, moving forward. But no, it was a it, it's a good stretch of games for him. I mean, he's leading the team now five points, and uh, I you, you kind of look at the spread early on, and I uh, I don't know if the. Jonathan Brinkman's and Cole Cylinders are going to stay around a point per game all season, but right. if you have Hamlin, who's there now, and if you can continue that or even exceed a point per game, uh, then, then you're getting about what you would expect from, from uh, a uh, 99, yeah, for yep. sure. Another tr- uh,
0: 99, I guess you could say, Brian Lochner, he's been scoring, and you talked about face-offs. He's getting up in that 70% range for face-off percentage. I, that's just a rough guesstimate on my end, but from what I've seen, yeah. uh, he he's doing his part in terms of... Uh, Providing some leadership and, and some scoring, which is uh, very nice to see from a from a depth defenseman or depth forward, excuse me. So. Yeah,
1: well, he's not a ninety nine, he's two thousand still. Oh, so is he? Yeah, so he's nineteen. He's got oh, another year. My apologies. Um, it seems like
0: he's been around. I mean, he came over in that trade
1: last year, but yeah. he's been he's a, a he's veteran, been in the league for a couple of years. That's your guy for sure. And I think, and I, 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 it's fair to say that if you ask Brian, he's going to tell you he wasn't very happy with how the end of last year went. I don't think he found the score sheet or not the back of the net at least, for half a season. Mm -hmm. And so to come out the gates early, he looks rejuvenated. He looks like he's got something more to... To his step than he did at the end of last year, and that can be as simple as just getting a fresh start, new season. Uh, I'm sure Coach Willie DeJardin is helping with that a little bit, but he he just looks more confident this year. And it was funny after the Saturday home game, uh, I got a chance to just quickly talk to him, and he said, "Yeah, like the stick's hot right now. I just hmm. I, I I'm just finding the back of the net, and that's something that I mean, seven eight months ago wasn't happening. Couldn't see that. Yeah, no, so." Again, probably not going to be a goal-per-game kind of player. But if he can contribute on the power play, if he can be the top six forward that they have him in right now, if, if he can fill that role and spread the depth out that much more, the Tigers are just even better for it. Tigers are in Regina on Friday night taking on the Pats,
0: and then they're back home Saturday against the Red Deer Rebels. So get your tickets. Get out the center, uh center, ticketmaster.ca as well for the home game there in Red Deer. Should be interesting. The Red Deer team is... For lack of a better term, they're rebuilding the the flow of junior hockey. They they got a lot of young kids, like 16 and 17-year-olds from the sound of it. So, uh, you know, it's, there's never an easy game on the WHL schedule. No. But uh, it's a young, up-and-coming team in Red Deer. So it'll be interesting to see those guys on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I'm playing a team that's coached by Brent Sutter. I mean, it's not... That's true. Not exactly in the the easiest of tasks. You know that you're going to be in for probably a heavier game than most in the WHL. Um, but yeah, the Rebels, no one's really sure. They got a lot of, uh, O2s on their roster, if I remember right. So 17 years old and, um, probably more of a transition year than anything, yeah. but they also have a 19 year old goalie, Ethan Anders. So we'll see if, uh, if he comes in, I know last year they played, uh, Byron Fancy. Okay. I think played against the Tigers once or twice last year. So goaltenders that the Tigers, uh, on the overall, be familiar with, but they're Should be, be an be, interesting, interesting weekend.
0: Yeah, they're definitely built uh, back end there with, with a veteran goalie and even their defense mm-hmm. is is probably above average in this league. So be an interesting test for the Tigers. Uh, do you want to transition to NHL? Sure. We finally could clear everyone's the, signed. The RFA market is gone. Finally. Yeah, no one's upset about that. Are, are you shocked? I, I'm a little bit shocked that not one of these guys went into the season. I'm just a little shocked. Like I I thought Line A of all of them. Considering what we've heard in the past about Line A, right? He was probably the one that was going to hold out into the season.
1: Yeah. I'm happy he's not, but it's, yeah. it's crazy to, that he didn't. Like as time went on, I think you and I both thought that it was just se- seeming more and more inevitable that someone was going to stretch into the uh, into the actual schedule. But I mean, the thing with Line a, when you look at it now, when he only has a two year deal, I mean, it wouldn't make much sense for him to extend into the season if he's. Only going to take a two-year bridge. What did he win from this?
0: Uh, like, I don't know. He, he did all of this, held out, went to Switzerland, which is fine. You can go to Switzerland. That's a nice place to visit. Right. Um, but he did. He held out for a two-year... Like, he's the only one of these
1: RFAs to go two years on their bridge. Right. I think part of that, though, is the situation that the Jets are in. Cap-wise, and, yeah. And, I mean, Lina understands that. And... I mean, at the same time, I don't like the, the whole notion. For 99% of these contracts and deals that get done, we're all, always like, well, what did they gain from waiting? It's like, I don't know, peace of mind that they're finding the best deal they can. The fact that they wanted to negotiate. Could this not have been be signed be earlier? Sure, but every contract can be signed earlier. It's To me, it's just a stupid narrative. Okay. Like, yeah, every contract can be signed earlier, but that's not how negotiations work. Like we we you don't know the inner workings of it all, and at the end of the day, he signed now. So like, what difference does it make if it happened three months ago or now? Right? It it it's so irrelevant all the time. Jets fans are not going to complain, even with the, the signing mm-hmm. of Connor as well. But I guess,
0: do you think in his situation, um, with the with the other RFA signings, your Kachuk, your Point, even your Marner to an extent, those kind of set the market for him and what he was looking for leading into free agency was obviously not there because the mark had been set and he couldn't exceed that based on his stats. you mean? Yeah, for line A specifically.
1: I don't know. It's, he's such a different player than the other guys that are out there. Like, I mean, maybe his comp is Braden Point because they both score goals. Maybe. right? Maybe. and he's Well, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Point's a
0: center, so centers are more valuable
1: usually. Right. I mean, Marner set the mold with a winger. But, but I guess AAV-wise, I mean, he's on the same money that Point got. And so, yes, I think so. I, I mean, so you look at it, it's, he's a guy and I we said this, that it, the easiest thing he does in hockey is scoring goals, which is very hard to do. So, mm-hmm. I mean, y- you pay him whatever for the two years and you kind of just reevaluate it from there. I, I don't make a big deal out of it. It's just, yeah. I I would have thought that as the narrative progressed that it was going to seem more and more likely that they were going to look to make a deal for him, and that's still possible, I guess. I mean, it, they, they just lost the Jets, that is, uh, lost Nathan Beaulieu now for about a month. So. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, so that's another defenseman down. Holy like, shit. They have Josh Morrissey, and that's it. <laughs> um, Bunch of youngsters. Yeah, literally. They literally. It, they went from one of the best defense defensive teams to Josh Morrissey. Hell- so.
0: Connor Hellebuck has to be way better than he was last year to keep this team at the expectations that they're expecting. He's gonna need
1: to be. Exactly. Because his defense sucks. But uh yeah, I don't know. Like the line A deal's fine. Uh the Matthew Kachuk deal's fine. I mean they're they're all okay. Like, Is there you, you, they get their guys under contract. So very true. Is there a deal
0: out there that you've that you like more than the others? Is there one that stands out, one that's too
1: high, one that's particularly low in, in AAV, I guess you could say? Uh, probably the Miko Rantanen one's the best one, one of the better ones. I know it's kind of recency bias, but it's probably one of the better ones that I've seen throughout the off season. I mean, you get a guy that can drive his own line, which is a big thing. Uh, he can set up plays, he can finish plays as a winger, and you're paying him just over nine mil. For a six-year deal, so when that extrapolates out, I mean, even by year three, that might look really good, depending on where the cap goes to with right. TV deal and gambling and all that stuff. If the cap makes a significant bump, that's going to look even better. That's going to be even less of a percentage of cap. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was probably one of the better deals, and it's not surprising because the Avs had so much cap space they could have easily Got just rolled plus. over, given ten plus to Rantanen, and said, okay. Well, we'll take you long term. But when they were working out a serious deal, you knew that it was going to be one that was going to end up looking good for both sides, and I think that one does. I guess when you compare, you said winger,
0: you said a playmaker, a guy who could score goals. You compare, honestly, right, to Mitch Marner. Uh, because, nah, no, I'm but not comparing. I'm six not saying year he's deal, a playmaker. Six-year deal, and with Marner making just north, uh, south of 11. Yeah, but I'm not saying that
1: would you rather take Mikko Ratnan in or Martin? Well, it depends what you need. I mean, is the bigger player? Rantan can hold a, his own? Yeah, well, I mean, we say that all the time, but look in the league now. Most of the guys are small. I mean, there's, there's so much more smaller guys in the league that don't get touched. It's like, yeah, you can hold your own, sure, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. No, I'm like, just
0: bringing up two points, that's all. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're,
1: well, but people bring that up all the time, and again, okay. that's just another argument to me where it's like, yeah, but that's just kind of dumb now. Like, it, 10 years ago, that was relevant. Like, 10 years ago, if you had size like Jerome McGinley, you are probably more sought after than a smaller guy like Marty St. Louis. But yeah. now it's like, the it, size isn't even that big of a deal. It's like, as long so as... you get crushed on the boards. Well, yeah, but these guys have been or doing a it for Patterson. so long. Well, okay, yeah, he also got thrown, head bounced off the ice, like... You can't really compare it to Pedersen. <laughs> <Just laughs> that's a dirty hit. It, is, it was a dirty hit. Are you, are you, hold on. If you go down oh. that road, are you telling me that Mikko Rantanen never going to have a dirty hit in his life? Ever. I, I don't know that. Well, exactly. That's But that's what we're inferring.
0: Is he more likely to do that than Marner? Just be, based on size? To throw a dirty hit? No, that's not
1: what I'm saying. Elias Pedersen, yeah. you just brought him up and said, oh, well, I mean, he's small and he got his head bounced off the ice. Yeah, because it was a dirty play. Who's to say that nobody throws a dirty hit on Rantanen. I think Rantanen's more equipped. Because he's bigger. Exactly. That has nothing to do with it though. At the end of the day if someone's going to throw a dirty hit someone's going to throw a dirty hit. If Scott Sabrin's going to come out from the Ottawa Senators camp make main camp make the team and just start slew footing whoever he wants and just taking names. Like, people, like, dirty hits can happen to anybody. They can. No, you're right. Like, it has nothing to do with your size. It's only when you get into an Andrei Sveshnikov-type deal when you start to kind of square up with Ovechkin. That's an issue. Like, that's that's a different thing. But Uh, guys don't do that anymore. Okay. And so just the theory that, like, one guy's bigger, so it makes him, like, so it's an added value. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, I mean, Mitch Marner does a lot of things that Rantanen can't. So, yes. No, nope. I mean, they it just it's all it's all relative on what you're looking for. To me, I I've, I, I obviously I think anyone would like the Ranton and deal more than the Marner deal, but the Leafs also kind of put themselves in that bind. They so. sure as heck did, 100%. I really like the
0: the Connor deal, Kyle Connor. I, I like the term, seven years. Yeah. That's what Connor wanted. Uh, shade over seven could look really good. It could almost turn into what Shifley signed for a few years back. If you talked about the cap going up yeah. to a certain percentage, uh, the way he can contribute a 200-foot game, we talked about more so than line A. He'll never have the explosive scoring prowess that line A will have. But he'll have he could potentially have a better two hundred foot game. Very underrated two hundred foot game that Kyle Connor has. Well, I think last year he broke thirty goals he and did, thirty he's, assists. He's so. a two time thirty goal scorer. Like uh Line A's a two or three time as well. So they're they're almost like goal scoring wise, they're identical because I mean Line A's got the forty goal as a rookie, yeah. which is unheard of or rare. Um, but I, I really like the Connor deal. For the for the Jets to have yeah. that security, don't have to worry about that
1: now. Hundred percent. Part of their core is also lined up, so I I really like the Connor deal. Big time, big time. No, that's that. That's one of the better deals as well. And I mean, how many were? There's a bunch of bridge deals in there this summer. So I mean, Kachuk. We talked about it last week. I was nervous,
0: and then the next day, I was at the gym, and he (laughs) signed at seven a.m. So that was great to see. Um, I did find some value bets. Going bet. I mean, you're a man. We'll quickly talk about this. You went three for three on your Friday parlay. Sure Congratulations. Did. Thank you so much. That, that deserves a clap. Oh wow! Thank you. Thank you. Um, well deserved. It's that been was a minute. It's, that was a good a good line for you. That was great. That was football. That was. But I know you're a betting man. I am. And there's twelve of these I found online for the nineteen twenty NHL season. Okay, hit me. You want to quickly go through these? Sure. The Sharks win the Stanley Cup at twenty five to one. No. Okay. That's a that's a bad bet already. The Panthers win the Eastern Conference nine to one. All right, zero for two. <laughs> what the, kind of bets are these, I, sorry?
1: I, what, fearless value fearless bets. Fearless value. They are?
0: So I guess it, yeah, you got
1: to put it, it's luck of the draw. I, I guess. mean, I'll
0: I'll listen.
1: I'll listen to the okay. to the Panthers at nine to one. Okay, I'll listen to that. The
0: Hurricanes win the Metro at
1: four to one. Okay, I mean, those I thought the odds would be better. Then four to one, but okay. The Canucks make the playoffs,
0: the Flames miss the playoffs, and the Jets miss the playoffs. I don't know if that's, mm. that must be like a big parlay because I got nine to five on the Canucks making the playoffs, Flames two to one to miss the playoffs. Okay. And Jets miss the playoffs 10 to 13. I don't even know how that works. That's,
1: a, that's interesting. Okay. So I don't know if that's a
0: big parlay, but. Uh, or I guess maybe it's all three and one. I don't know.
1: Yeah. You know what? Like the Canucks are going to be close, I think. With with Markstrom and another year of Pedersen and Besser, yeah. and it sounds like they're gonna name Bo Horvat the captain. Okay,
0: question. You so you saw that same tweet today. Yeah, and you saw all four of them had like their A was taken out, right? Does that not mean that they're all four of them are A's,
1: or one of the four is gonna be a captain? They said they're that? gonna be announcing a captain On at the season opener tomorrow night. So that would be tomorrow in Edmonton. So. That they will have a captain and it will be Bo Horvat. But Bo Horvat was on that list of four players with the A. The captain will be Bo Horvat. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. <laughs> You're a little bit aggressive. Well, that's the, uh, just, oh, I'm telling you what it is. We just had a Penguins lover. Yeah, uh, my brother Colton in here. Okay, the Penguins missed the playoffs at eight to five. Uh, yeah, not likely, but possible. Okay. I wouldn't like it at eight to five, but mm. the Coyotes. Make the playoffs at six to
0: five. No, no, you're not That's buying a, a Darcy Kemper anti Ranta
1: duo. No, there's way too many teams, Phil Kessel, that, that are going to beat them out. Clayton Keller, like, so you're telling me they're going to be better than the Flames, Vegas, the Canucks, that, the Oilers, and the Sharks. That division is super tough if you're uh Arizona for sure. I get
0: that, not happening. The Devils miss the playoffs at 10 to 11. Weird. Islanders, this is one of the, another parlay. Okay. Islanders missed the playoffs at
1: one to one. Okay. I don't even know how that works. And Rangers missed the playoffs at two to three. So the Devils, Islanders, and the Rangers, and Rangers all missed. All the playoffs. Miss. Now in that E or in I guess that'd be the Metro. The metro correct? I think with like Pittsburgh and. So you're telling me they all missed the Devils, I really the, like the Rangers. and the Rangers to miss. So I, why? I I like what they did
0: free agent-wise. I think Mm. they added to all facets of their game. Uh, Lundqvist is going to have some competition, albeit with Gorgiev. I get that. Yeah. But if they can get some competent goaltending, I I think they got a shot. I really like their top six in New York. Rangers, that is. Islanders, I mean, if they can turn Varlamov into another project goalie with Barry Trotz's system,
1: I will be... Yeah, but... But, I mean, he doesn't really need a lot of work. He's been facing, like, in his time in Colorado, Varlamov faced so many damn shots every single game. And he was good at stretches, he was, and he was also terrible at stretches. Well, sure. But, I mean,
0: what goalie isn't sometimes? Uh, okay, so any other thoughts on that one? Are you uh, good? Yeah, I could see all of them missing. You could miss. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number eight, the Blues miss the playoffs. The Stanley Cup champions at 5-2. to two. Wouldn't be the craziest thing. No, it's kind of like... I know in the football and NFL, like, half of the—50% of the teams since, like, 2000 that have made the Super Bowl miss the playoffs the following season. So yeah. it's, am like
1: un- crazy. Like, the biggest thing for me would un- be that— Uncrazy. What I the mean, hell's that? <laughs> drink. The biggest drink. thing would be that—yeah, drink. <laughs> that, uh, like, there's no way Bennington can have the season that he had when he came in last year. I think his goals against was under two. Yeah, it was crazy. It's not going to happen. That's not sustainable. So they're going to have to find other ways— than relying on Bennington to get into the playoffs, so for that reason I'm out. <laughs> good. I like the line. Yeah. Uh, Nathan McKinnon wins the Hart Trophy, 14 to 1. Yes.
0: You'd be all aboard bet that, that train. Bet that immediately. That's a good one, actually. I like that. Uh Carlson, Eric Carlson wins the Norris, eight to one. He can't skate backwards, so no. <laughs> oh, this one I really like as a John Gibson fantasy owner. Jit Gibson
1: wins the Vesna twenty six to one. Well, I mean, if you just want to burn money, if you—I mean, at this point, it doesn't look like a bad bet. It doesn't look like a good bet, but that—I oh, don't know. The the ducks could be bad again this year. But here's the thing: for him to win the Vesna, because the ducks aren't making the playoffs. That's what. Yeah, that's what it's saying here. So he would have to have like a goals against at Binnington numbers
0: for a full season. Under two. He would become only the second goalie since, uh, well, Bobrovsky in 2012-2013 to win the Vesna with their team out of the playoffs. Right. I don't know. Uh, second it's second time ever. So that's crazy. Uh, um, Austin Matthews, pants on the ground. Yeah. Austin Matthews yeah. wins the Rocket Richard at 14-1. No, because he can't play a full season. And that's all I got. So that's interesting. So a couple bets in there. They're fearless bets. So they're just... I don't know what that means, but I,
1: I guess they were <laughs> very good, I must say. I guess like, wild, of...
0: wild, could another name be wildcard?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably right. I, I don't mind the, uh, what was it, McKinnon for the heart? McKinnon 14-1, to 1, I believe, so. Don't mind that at all. Uh, quickly, Vander
0: Kane, we'll touch on this. Uh, three-game suspension to start the season for abuse of, a, of an official. He went to slash Derek England of the Vegas Golden Knights. I think it was a Sunday night during the preseason game. right? And he caught some of the ref. Could have been a 10-game suspension according to the
1: rules, but they ruled it as a three-game. Are you good with that? Well, I don't think the slash was why he got suspended. I think he got suspended because he pushed the ref afterwards. If I thought watched, I if, thought
0: the ref pushed
1: him over. If you watch the clip, he slashes, he turns around to slash Anglin, ref gets in the way, and then play reverses back around. Looks like he gets blown down or something because then the ref... Uh, grabs Kane, uh, Kane goes down, and then when Kane goes to step back up, pushes the ref, that's oh, where you get did free he gets the game okay. from. Interesting. I don't think it had anything to do with the slash, but the slash is part of the reason why the ref kind of... The ref went psycho. Well, mm, I don't know. Everyone's making way more of a big deal out of the When was the ref? last time you seen a ref push over a player? Well, oh, he didn't really push him over, it was more Kane fell. Okay, you're just taking the advice of the player. No, no, it's just watch the clip. I did. Yeah, he doesn't push him over. He doesn't spear him. He he, he grabs him he, like he, like he got any, very aggressive. Like any ref has ever done in a scrum. If something's about to to break out, like imagine you're the you're the ref in that spot. You skate through because you're going to separate the two of them before this all happens. And Kane turns around with a two hander, so you know that something's going to be coming. As a linesman, you're well aware of that. So when the player reverses back around, and then it looks like he gets blown dead because the linesman goes and steps into Kane to take him away because clearly he's the aggressor trying to two-hand angle So he goes and steps into him and says, tries to push him away. He's probably a little pissed off because he probably took a little bit of the slash, but he didn't do anything like that was... Out of line for a linesman. Not like the uh, SJHL game where yeah. you pulled the goalie. Yeah. like it, it wasn't anything out of line. Like He just went to kind of separate Kane, and Kane goes down and then gets all pissy about it. At the end of the day, you can never touch an official that's in the rules. Yeah. So. Well, Kane's also not the brightest guy. So, so a three-gamer
0: is probably suffice for Evander for Kane. Um, you want to switch to NFL? Okay. Very violent. We just talking about violence a little bit. Yeah, um, a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it of the dirty kind, unfortunately. We, <laughs> yeah, like all of it. Uh, to Jamal Williams' injury on Thursday night seems like a you know a long time ago, but he got stre- stretchered off. Uh, Avante, uh, oh, I don't even know how to say it. Avante Maddox. Right. He got that was a head to head collision. That was an accident. Like that was just a yeah. a freak play there end of the fourth quarter. Uh, that was for the Packers. That was a Packers player. Uh, and then I mean, Vontaze Perfect going headshot on Jack Doyle, tight end for the Colts. Right. Suspended for
1: the entire year. I say right. good riddance because this guy's a freaking tool bag. Yeah. I mean, he's appealing. And so chances are he'll get reinstated after, like, however many games. It's funny that they, they're on the plane to London to play the game, yeah. the
0: Raiders, and then they just suspend him. So then he's got to make the flight back from London. So yeah. good I mean, this... He's been doing this for years, ever since the Antonio Brown hit in the playoffs when he was in Cincinnati. So this guy deserves to be out of the league, uncalled for, dangerous, could hurt not only only Doyle he could have hurt, he could have hurt himself and caused himself to be seriously injured, almost like Ryan Shazier. Yep. Just cannot happen. This guy needs to be out of the league. So good on the NFL and uh, the player safety to uh, kick this guy out, at least for the time being. Uh, Mitch Trubisky... Injury to his non-throwing shoulder, Right. Uh, he's out for probably multiple weeks. Not good for the Bears' offense. They did not look very good with Chase Daniel under center. They didn't look good with Mitch Trubisky under center. They didn't as well. That's a good <laughs> point. David Montgomery can't run the ball. That defense is keeping them in games. Yeah, their offense is out of lack. It's really bad. Uh, and then the other big hit was to Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. He took a head-to-head shot. Uh, one of the Patriot safeties. Right. Now, his situation a little bit different because he was diving for the first down.
1: He didn't slide as a quarterback. Um, right. He wasn't diving, though. Let's make that well, clear. He, he didn't dive. He could have slid, though. He could have, but he didn't dive. He was running and then started getting pulled down. That, okay, I, you're right. Yeah. Just just to not that, that that's clear, a very he good wasn't point. diving. Was,
0: because, I mean, it was a penalty nonetheless and yep. he had to be into concussion protocol. So, he is questionable for this week they got a bye next week in week six so it's probably looking like Allen is out probably for two weeks I would assume so just to keep him safe and get him ready probably for the better for idea. The, after the bye week so uh if you have any Buffalo Bills players in your fantasy lineup yeah downgrade them tre- uh, tremendously because Unless you have Gore who's 15,000 yards then, rushing then just, then just keep playing him. I cannot I hate Gore so much but I respect the man why do you hate Frank Gore? I don't know. There's just something that bug me. Ever since he left San Francisco... It's just not the same. He's just an old piece of shit, but yeah, he gets yards. But he's some, just still really good. Sometimes he gets yards. Oh, it's so... Um, who was is, who is their quarterback that came in for Josh Allen? It wasn't... Uh, Matt Barkley is his name. Matt. Matty. Barks. Uh, he, so he, he was not very good. No. That Buffalo defense got three and outs on, Pitt, uh, on New England, excuse me, like four occasions in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And that offense still couldn't do anything about it. So definitely downgrade all Buffalo players yep. heading into week five. Yep. Um, Adam Thielen, you want to talk about this one? He calls out Kirk Cousins.
1: Kind of did, in, yeah. In the pregame. Yeah. That was pretty he fun. He kind of did. I mean, I can't really blame him. But I mean, at the same time, like the Vikings offense has transitioned into being a run-heavy offense a la Seattle, where Dalvin Cook's getting so much run. like Arguably the best back in the league. Statistically, yeah. Right now. Statistically, Him yeah. and McCaffrey are one two basically. Yeah, and uh, I mean that—that's a lot of offensive scheming. But, but I mean, like the same said, time.
0: you can't run 200 yards a game you and can't. expect to
1: win. No. You so can't. I 100% agree.
0: I mean, Diggs is also struggling. He had a touchdown, I think, in Week Four, which was nice to oh, see. Oh, He's but been so irrelevant though. Exactly, and Thielen, I 100% agree. Because can you imagine? I mean, they turn Case Keenum into, uh Plus quarterback a couple years right. back like he, They actually did something with him yeah. Can they imagine if they had a competent quarterback? Yeah, I Those just, two receivers Could run rampant over this league It's just like part
1: of it's just I don't even know if he's necessarily calling out Kirk Cousins As much as it is play calling Because like Minnesota is just Like they're living by the run And I don't think Thielen likes it very much And I don't think Diggs likes it very much but, I mean, ask Tyler Lockett. He probably doesn't love being in a run-first offense either, but that's kind of where they're at. I, I mean, guess, I don't yeah. I don't disagree that Kirk Cousins has been abysmal when he's been throwing the football. He can't make the throws even if he wanted to. Right. And, I mean, they're still paying him quite a bit of money. So Guaranteed he, money. So he should be making those throws. But I think part of it's just being frustrated by the offense he's in right now because I don't know if Thielen's ever really been... Like I, I think at best up into this point, Thielen and the Vikings have been like a mixed offense. Yeah, like last the, year they were like, more they're more mixed than this year for sure. Like they they've been more apt. They they've even usually leaned a little bit more into the passing side of the offense than than running the ball. And this year they're dipping way more into the run. And so Thielen's just not happy about it. Look at how Thielen
0: started last year Mm. with... I mean, Cousins was under center, and he was the best receiver in the game for the first half of the year. Yep. So you're right. It is a complete scheme change, even with new offensive coordinators and such. So it's just... It's, you're right it's part of its scheme and part of its I mean part of its cousins good. just can't throw <laughs> nothing. Uh, another quarterback that is doing good is Gardner Minshew yeah my boy Minshew mania is running wild I love him this game or this past week they went into Denver yep. staged a fourth quarter comeback and of he course. throws another two touchdown passes and wins the game for the Jacksonville Jaguars of course he did amazing are you surprised? And Leonard Fournette definitely helped him on the ground. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was a b- classic Fournette game, over 200 yards. He's found himself again. He hasn't done that since his rookie year. The, uh, yeah, like he that was. was weird. He was great in the rookie year, and then he's had some a down year. But yeah, I mean, that definitely helped. And what what can you say about Minshew? Like he's just he's the greatest. He's just Uncle Rico. <laughs> he is the absolute greatest. Did you see that ESPN feature that they did with the Uncle Rico? Yeah,
1: yeah that's that pretty was pretty good. It was pretty funny. I mean, it was. It was, it was good for nostalgia, but like that was about it. Yeah. it was just kind of funny to see the two of them. It was pretty cool because we've been calling him that for at least a couple weeks now. I love Gardner Minshew; he's yep. my favorite. He's, he's looking my good. Guy.
0: He's looking good, and that uh, that division. Let's let's be honest; it's up for grabs between yeah. Houston Texans. Not getting it done on offense, specifically. Know, Deshaun Watson's just been bad, He's been too. bad. The Colts with Jacoby Brissett are holding water, but T.Y. Hilton's injured. Yep. And then the Tennessee Titans, you don't know which defense you're going to get week to week. Let alone their offense. They are mismatched. They might be the most
1: forgettable team in football. Tennessee Titans? Yeah. I mean, their like quarterback if, if, is... If you have to go through and you're challenged to list every team in the league, Yeah. they might be the last team you think of. That's a good point. Because they're so fucking vanilla. <laughs> like, they're never good. They're never bad. They're 7-9, to 8-8. Like they're, they're pretty boring. They don't have any big guys in the news. They don't have the min shoes of the world. Like, I'm I'm <laughs> serious. Now that I'm thinking about it, you could think of... Like, between them and the Bengals, yeah. like, it's a toss-up as to who comes in last. Yeah, because you, you know the really bad ones... And you know the really good ones. Yeah. But
0: you kind of forget about those middling teams. That's a good point. Like
1: the Bengals are really bad this year. They are bad. But But they, under uh, Marvin Lewis, is it Marvin Lewis? Yeah, it was Marvin Lewis. Now it's like Zach something or other. Some young
0: gun, offensive coordinator
1: turned head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dude from Sean McVay. Yeah, okay. Like four, four years older than McVay
0: or something. Speaking of McVay. Sean, I, his Rams. That was a crazy game. 95 points total between the Buccaneers and the Rams. That was a they, Did I see Goff through 68 times in that game? Something like that. That's insane. Is was nuts. Um, Todd Gurley did not get it going in that game. That's because Goff threw the ball 68 <laughs> times. <laughs> That'll do it. No one had a chance to get going. That'll do it. Um, I had Chris Godwin, and I played Chris Godwin in fantasy. Very good. That was great. Very good. I'm glad that Godwin had his game. Um, but, I mean, Jameis Winston, second game in a row now. Yeah. Looking
1: really good under center. He's throwing three-plus touchdowns. That was the reason why when I made my parlay on Friday, I took the Bucs plus nine. And in the write-up, I put... That if it gets into a shootout, I feel like Winston has the tools to hold his own. And it got into a shootout and he did have the tools. I, in fact, he kind of paced the entire game. They started it right off the hop. You're right. Yeah. And I mean, like Jameis, it, it looks like we're finally at the point where he's got it somewhat put together. Oh, a little bit. That's but, a big statement. But it, it's true. I mean, when you're out touring the Rams and. I mean, like their their front seven on defense, the Bucks didn't look awful. I mean, yeah, you gave up a million points, but like the front seven was good. The secondary was, eh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> you like, play to win the you game. Do. You play to win the game. And for Jameis Winston, uh, he just seems like with Bruce Arians, I think Byron Leftwich is the offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach, one or the other. I think he's an OC. But between the two of them, I think they've actually really helped Jameis to kind of get them over this point and the emergence of Godwin to go along with Evans now gives them uh, a couple targets and they can slot um, Godwin into the slot they can move him in there and and let him run inside routes while they have Evans on the outside like they can they're starting to be able to do a bunch of different things it actually looks surprisingly promising I mean their run game still kind of shite between Jones and Barber but I think they, they actually can, might have found it they could potentially
0: found a starter yeah. in Ronald Jones. I think that's I mean it's three straight weeks now with over 70 yards. Yep. He's looking like the more explosive kind of like a situation in Green Bay where Aaron Jones has been smiddled uh in between Jamal Williams and whoever else they've had in the past. Right. Where he's a more electric, you know, uh shifty runner. Right. Ronald Jones has the more talent I'd say as a higher uh, higher pick than uh Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber's just a guy.
1: Yeah. Like all they need from their run game is is just that. Like seventy yards on like twenty carries. Just mix it up. Like twenty if you're averaging three and a half yards a carry, if that, not even, average three. Yep. Three yards a carry, and that's just enough to give it a little bit of separation for Winston and uh and the Bucks offense. They got a great, great receiving core. So Yeah, they do. Um Kansas City Chiefs.
0: they Chubb. they. You want to go Chubb? Chubb. Chubb had a good, great week. My God. The guy's fast. He, yeah, I mean, that whole Browns offense came back to life against a Baltimore defense that was formidable, uh, at yeah. least leading into this game. I mean, they were seven point favorites at home. Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing the broadcast this is the biggest Browns road victory in September since God knows oh, when. Jesus Christ, really? That's what I kept hearing all broadcast, especially when it got up like
1: double digits. The Browns. September. Yeah? No one cares that much. Their their biggest September road win. What are we talking about? They're now uh, now the first in the division. Well, that's true. That's That's true. true. I'm sorry. That just bugs me. It's like, yeah, your biggest road September win. Well, when, like, can what? you can you remember our last road September win can, for the does Browns? Does anyone care? Does any good team care about a September road win? No. But they haven't been good, though. But that's what I'm you saying. you got to take baby steps but somewhere. No, not on, we're not there with the Browns because everyone that's on the Browns thinks they're Super Bowl contenders. So if we're going to be there, let's treat them like they're going to be a good team. Let's not, like, if we think they're going to be a good team and everyone says that they're going to be good, I keep getting told that they're a good team. That so was, let's treat them like a good team. No one gives a shit about a road win in September for good teams. Do you know how many road September wins the Saints have counted lately? Or the Ravens when they were winning? Or the Steelers when they were good? No. No one. No one cares. No wow. one cares about road wins in September. They just haven't been there before. So, Baby Well, steps. they started this way last year. They won a game on, like, a Monday night last year. Okay. I remember because fucking Charlie Major was here, <laughs> and I watched it with Charlie Major. You, As we, he's a was big it, Browns fan. Was that the... Uh, that was Baker's first... I think it was appearance. his first. I think it was his first start. Was that his first start against
0: or the Jets? Or a I think it
1: was the Jets because yeah. they
0: beat the Jets with Odell's pass. Yeah, it, this, that's their other win this season. Was the, was facing the Jets in New York as well? Right. So <laughs>
1: but it's just like I got. It. That's to totally me that's making. annoying. It's yeah. just like <laughs> like it's our biggest road win in September. It's like well that's great. I'm sure the first one that they will like will ever win is going to be a big one too. We'll get into their Week Five opponent uh,
0: coming up in just a few seconds, but quickly, uh, Melvin Gordon returns to the Chargers. His he ends his holdout right after four weeks. He's supposed to come back at the end of October, but he decided, "What the hell? I'm going to come back and steal Austin Eckler's job because Austin Eckler has also <laughs> been one of the best fantasy backs in in the league." Yeah, and now you got a potential monster in Melvin Gordon coming back. For a, a team that could yeah, use his services, because I mean, sure they beat up on the Dolphins. Everyone beats up on the Dolphins. True. And now I think they're two and two as well. They were trailing so. the Dolphins at one
1: point, which the, is funny. the
0: Dolphins at their first lead of 2019. Yeah, good,
1: good for, for them. them. See, that's more monumental. That, <laughs> that's more <laughs> than monumental than a fucking Browns road win in September. If I ever hear something like that again, I swear to God. Okay, I'll be sure to keep that off the uh, episode notes. But, well, it's just, uh, no, that's not you. That's not you. That still just bugs me. Like, as a broadcaster. Like, if you're calling an NFL game, you're a good broadcaster. You should be. Because those are high leverage games to be doing. Like, those are, like, huge. And that you're pulling out, oh, that's the biggest, one of the biggest row wins they had in September. Shut up. Come up with something better. All right. Create a better narrative. Talk about how they're beating a Ravens team that is arguably one of the best teams in football right now until they lost a couple games, mm-hmm. and now maybe they're not one of the best teams. Yeah, they've come down to earth now with like, losses talk about to the that. Chiefs and now the Browns. I don't give a shit what month it is. Okay. At all. I'm, God, that's stupid. Okay. Anyway, Melvin Gordon and Austin <laughs> Eckler are going to be a weird combo because Fair. I feel like... You want to run the hot hand with Eckler because he's been so good? And And I what, even Jackson hasn't been that bad either, right? As a flex play, he's he's getting
0: some yards. But, I mean, Eckler will now return to his his third down role where he excelled last year prior to Melvin Gordon getting hurt and getting the opportunity to be a lead
1: back. True, but Eckler was already excelling in the role he was in for the first month of the season. Could you see maybe a two-back set with Like, the old, Maybe, uh, yeah. well, I don't know what that's
0: called, but, like, it's not like a shotgun. It's like an added shotgun with, like, the both the backs and then rivers in the middle. Do you know what I'm I, talking about? I have no idea. Almost like a wildcat, but still have the
1: quarterback in there. Football formation. Hey, did you hear Forever 21's closing all their stores in Canada? Uh, is that, like, the the women's, yeah. like, clothing store? Yeah. No, just I... just like, Google that Forever 21 came up, and, uh... Just thought you might be curious on that.
0: (laughs) You typed in football formations. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it started to the pro set. Is that what it's called? Kind of. Okay. The pro set is when the quarterback's under center, and then to the left, back left is running back, back right's your fullback. But you can go with like any any two back set. That's that's under. That's him under center, though. That's not him in like a shotgun formation. Okay, I was gonna say shotgun. What's this? What is it? Is it like a no? Not the pistol. It might Um, be a pistol. Does it look like anymore? Okay. I don't know. Tells how long I
0: have, I've been, it's, oh my goodness. You, uh-huh. can, t- <laughs> you can tell how long it's been Just since I out? played football, so. Oh. I don't know the plays. It's the only plays I knew are from Madden. In any case. Okay, let's look ahead week five in okay. the NFL season. We did this last week and early predictions by Mr. Lance Dahl. Uh, starts on Thursday, Rams in Seattle facing the Seahawks. Seahawks are one and a half point favorite. Who are? Rams. Rams. The Rams are a favorite? In Seattle, yeah. facing the Seahawks. The Seahawks are one and a half point say, favorites. That makes more sense. You like that? No, I'd take the Rams. Okay. Jaguars. Gardner Minshew in Carolina, facing the Panthers without Cam Newton once again. Panthers are three and a half point favorites. Jaguars. Take Ride Minshew maybe. Take the points. Cardinals. This might be the toilet bowl game. Cardinals against <laughs> Bengals in Cincinnati. Three and a half point favorites are
1: Cincinnati. Oh, take the Cardinals. Bagnoles
0: are three and a half point favorites. No. Can you believe that? That's take, the only line they'll be a favorite that's in. That's hilarious.
1: Year. Take take Arizona.
0: Falcons in Houston facing the Texans. Texans are five point favorites
1: against Atlanta. Mm, I wouldn't like any of that. Um, I guess the Texans to to cover? Eh. Texans to cover, so that means over five points? I guess so. Saints, home to the
0: Buccaneers, they are also three and a half point favorites. Oh, that's an interesting one. That is interesting, hey? It's in the Dome, too. I would probably take the Saints. Cover that three? Three and a half? Probably. Okay. Vikings. It's early. I might change my mind. Vikings on the road against the Giants and their five-point favorites in New York.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, take the Vikings. You take that one? Actually, Shitty just Giants defense? I mean, I wouldn't bet on that game anyway, but it just seems like a bad game to bet on. Chicago Bears, four and a half-point favorites against Oakland on the road. Just take the under. Whatever the total is, just take That the is under. a 41 point. Yep. Total. Yep, take the under.
0: Jets are 14 point dogs on the road against Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> they might not have Sam Darnold back for this game as well. He apparently is just able to throw a football now after mono. <laughs> I mean, you talked about it though. I mean, yeah. it kills all your energy, right? So Yeah. For him to not even be like, he's just being able to. throw And then you a football. got like
1: inflamed organs and shit, and something
0: about his spleen I saw. On
1: yeah, here. that's it. Was it the spleen? That's the one. Back in like, <laughs> if you if you get hit in your fucking spleen, episode it just blows up. Fourteen. We talked that's about. That's sp- the one.
0: Okay, so the spleen.
1: So it will explode if you get hit the wrong way. I
0: probably still take the Jets to cover the points, but that's just me.
1: Um. No, actually, I wouldn't. I would take the Eagles minus minus two touchdowns. Ravens, three and a half point favorites on the road against the
0: Steelers. Big game. Divisional matchup. Three and a half? Three and
1: a half point favorites. That's it? That's it. For the Ravens in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh.
0: 44 point total.
1: I I would take the Ravens by a touchdown. Okay.
0: Bills on the road against Tennessee Titans, the forgotten team. The Titans are three point
1: favorites. Uh, That one's probably going to be determining... Josh Allen's health? Josh Allen's health. We'll find out. I'd probably, at this point right now, take the Titans.
0: It's a very heavy early window uh, slate for week five. All these games I've been saying are in the 11 o'clock time slot. Oh, love it. Uh, Great. If you're an NFL Red Zone fan. Finally, uh, Patriots in Washington, 15.5 point favorites against the Redskins. (laughs) Yeah, I'd probably take the Patriots. <laughs> Holy cow. That's a big line. Uh finally, two games in the late window. Chargers hosting Denver Broncos. Chargers are six and a half point favorites. Uh yeah. Take the Chargers. Take the Chargers. Though. Yeah. And Packers on the road in Dallas against the Cowboys. Cowboys are three and a half point favorites. Man, that's a good game. That's a great, that's a Fox game for sure. Oh man, yeah, it is. With uh oh, Packers man. without Devontae Adams, probably with turf toe.
1: Friggin' turf toe, hey? Yeah. Uh, I'd probably... uh, I don't know. I'd probably lean to the Cowboys. I still think they're one of the better teams in the league. Even
0: though... I mean, that was a great defensive battle against the Saints there on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, Finally, the Sunday night game this week is Colts on the road in KC against the Chiefs.
1: Oh, wow. What a game. Chiefs
0: are 10.5 point favorites. Take the Chiefs. And finally, Monday Night Football, Browns... 49ers in San Francisco 49ers are three and a half point the, favorites
1: have the Browns been on like every like they got like eight primetime prime games time? this week or nice. this year see this is what people think of the Browns There so they should treat so them like a big don't give me thing. a fucking se- fucking Sunday bullshit Thanksgiving whatever it was I don't remember what the <laughs> uh, biggest was. road win in September. yeah road win in September when the league scheduled them half their games in primetime don't give me this fucking terrible narrative uh, I gotta pick on that one what was the line? I got mad. <laughs> 49ers. Who just said th- that anyway? <laughs>
0: I, Do you know who's calling that game? Uh, I believe it was a CBS game. Don't. Qu- I mean, I don't
1: know. It better the- not have been Greg Harmon because I like him. Greg Harmon? Is that even a dude? Yeah, the dude who does college uh, basketball. Isn't that his name? Kevin Harlan? Oh, Kevin Harlan. Kevin
0: Harlan. I like Kevin Harlan a lot. Who's Greg Harmon? I don't know who Greg Harmon is. Is he even a dude?
1: Yeah. Okay. Kevin Harlan Kevin Hart that's who you're thinking of Uh, Greg Harmon Greg Harmon founded Dragonfly Capital Management LLC to provide daily technical analysis of securities markets and consulting services to the marketplace
0: (laughs) okay fuck you Greg Harmon okay 49ers
1: three and a half point favorites oh Browns you taking Browns cover All right, that's your NFL wrap up quickly I don't know if I would take the Browns actually Mm -hmm. like I said that's also subject to change I'll have three picks coming out Friday Keep an eye out for him. Yeah, he's hot. He's yeah. hot, folks. 7-2 in football this year. That's amazing. That's really good. 7-2. Um,
0: MLB, quickly. Yes. Wild card games going on right now in the NL... Div- uh, NL not division. The NL wild card NL game, wild- dude. Yeah, that's what you can call it. 3-1 Brewers, bottom of the eighth with one out. So it's looking like... Let's not jinx it.
1: Okay. I don't really care. I don't have any. The <laughs> Brewers in it. are gonna make it to the DS against the Dodgers. Oh, congrats. Are they gonna get swept? No. I I would never bet on a sweep. Go Dodgers in four? Sure. Okay. I just don't like betting on sweeps. I you know what? I just hope that every series is five games. But the Brewers aren't the Brewers aren't winning anything of relevance, so. That'd be a huge upset. Yeah. Huge upset. I, I mean, I, I don't know. In Dodgers
0: have them beat in every position category.
1: Yeah, but I'm pretty sure since the wild card came in, whoever, wild wins, wins, have whoever wins that wild card game in their first round series against the top ranked opponent from the whatever league they're in, respective mm-hmm. AL or NL, wild card teams are 28 and 30 in their series. It's a it's that's, a coin flip. That's amazing to be honest with you. It really doesn't make a difference. So that's why I say I wouldn't bet on any sweeps. But uh probably would bet on the Dodgers to win.
0: Tomorrow night the AL wild card goes down. Rays against Athletics. Do we have starters for that one yet? Um, I just seen the line come out. Charlie Morton for the Rays. Uncle Charlie. Sean Mania for the Really? Yeah, four and and0 Sean Mania. He's only pitched twenty nine innings this season coming yeah, back from that's Tommy John. Right? Interesting, yeah. So they are going with uh, Mania. Uh athletics are favorite by, I, I don't know. They're favorited. How, favorited? Are they the favorite? Yeah. What, how do baseball <laughs> lines work? Give me a little synopsis. So on here it says minus 130. So how does that work? Minus 130, that's just... So you have to bet $100 to make that's,
1: 130? That's simply just a what they call the money line. And okay. so like football is really different because football, there'll always be point spreads. and Everyone likes to bet on a point spread because okay. it gives you a little bit better odds. Okay. So for example, you said what, minus 135? 130. 130. So that'd be, I don't know, roughly, what is it, like 60, 70 bucks on 100? So you bet 100, you make like 170 or something like that. Okay. Roughly. I see. So the money, though, people are betting on but the basically, athletics. It, when you see lines, if it's a minus and then whatever number, yeah, minus is a favorite, plus is an underdog. Right. Um, if you get into plus 200 or above, it's a huge underdog, even plus 180 is an underdog. Okay. And then minus wise, um, yeah, I don't know, like minus 100, 105, 110, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. That's usually average anywhere between minus 100 and minus 110.
0: So you're saying with a minus 130 line that they're They're slightly favored. They're they're slightly, are
1: they big favorites? Yeah. In your words, favorited. No, get, they're, they're I s- didn't catch that. Yeah, that's okay. They're slightly favored in the game. <laughs> uh, they're probably okay. Um, just like 45 oh, percent. I see. Okay. Uh, you have a thought on this game? Uh between A's and Rays and the Rays. Do you got a A's and A's and the Rays. Yeah, A's and the Rays. Hmm.
0: A's and the Rays. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna just go Rays. I'm picking. I'm picking Morton. Morton's gonna carry them at least six. Gosh, I don't care. Both teams are so boring. Uh a winner uh, plays Houston. Sorry? Winner will play Houston Astros. Winner plays Houston. So that could also be a four game series. True. True, yeah. Okay. I probably would be.
1: You, I I think I'm gonna go with I'm still trying to figure out who I wanna go with. Okay, I'm we'll gonna come, go with the Rays. You're gonna go with Rays as well? Yeah. Okay.
0: Good. I'm glad we're on the same page
1: finally. Yeah, I think I want I think I want the Rays to win.
0: The other two series, Cardinals and Braves facing off, I think... Cardinals to, and Braves. They are facing off on Friday. Braves. Braves have home field. Cardinals and Braves. Can can the Cardinals and Goldschmidt, like, A's do this? and Rays. <laughs> oh, God!
1: That's way more fun to say. <laughs> it is. But... What about is, Goldschmidt? Like, can, can he continue to carry these Cardinals? Like... I mean, he didn't carry them for the first half of the season. He was pretty shite. Right. And now he's just been good lately. Uh, better, I guess. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle for... For St. Louis, no doubt. But this is the best part about playoff baseball: is that it just takes three good days. You just need to be good for three days, and you're into the next round. Be good for four days, whatever it may be. Four I, uh, days for the Rays. Oh, A's and Rays. <laughs> Do you have a favorite, though? You got a You got a winner in that. I I would lean to the Braves in five.
0: Braves in five? Yeah, I'm gonna go Braves in four. Okay, as I just hit the microphone. Let Good. me Good. So rub that uh, Last series Twins Yankees If you love the home run This oh, is for you my friend I can't wait for there To be no home runs <laughs> <laughs> That would be the best That would be complete irony in its It would be um, I mean I told I told you uh, The Twins were going to hold on Get that division That division
1: win Kate Can To they, be fair Yeah To be when fair When I said that Yeah I'll reiterate again The Indians were Seven and a half games back When I said they were Going to win the division It was big time stuff and I gave you the benefit that the Twins had a much easier schedule down the stretch than the Indians did. I don't remember you saying that. I did. Ring back the tape. It's there. Okay. I said the one benefit that they'll have is an easier schedule, which definitely played in their favor because I'm pretty sure they just literally hit the Detroit Tigers into like, next year. Okay. Like, the Tigers are such a bad franchise, and the Twins got to play them so much. They've got some work to do. In any case, Yankees win. Because the twins aren't that good. Okay. I don't know who's gonna pitch for the twins. You and me might be getting a call to pitch for the twins. I'll Unless Boreals can go every single night. I'll be waiting. I'm gonna I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna go twins. For what reason? I'm gonna ride the twins, baby. Yeah, but why? Like, um, for what
0: reason? Just because I want to go A against you. And so that's it. B That's
1: you need to have a reason. I I mean they hit the most home runs in all of baseball. Like at least A's and Rays is fun to say. <laughs> Like that should be that should be a Yankee. world that should be a World Series final. Oh, the beat writers would love that. Yeah. Going from uh The winner or half af-
0: going from Oakland, California to Tampa Bay, Florida. Right. That flight? That would be hell. That'd be great. No, it's that's the And then terrible. the World
1: Series would wrap up with the A's and Rays both winning. <laughs> that would be your final score. A's and Rays. I'm gonna go- could combine the two teams and go A's and Rays. So what's your reason for picking the twins? I don't know. I just think they have they've hit the most home runs in
0: baseball. And okay. I think they're going to steal one. They're going to steal one in New yeah, York. That's, that's fair. And I don't. I don't really have that's a possible. reason. I'm just. I. I'm pulling for the underdog. That's fair. And that would be huge because then you could potentially face the Astros, and then it's a whole different ballgame.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're not going to be fun to play. They will not be fun to play. No, no, thanks. We'll have to wait and see. All unless right. unless the Astros lose to the A's oh, or Rays. Oh, <laughs> or the Rays.
0: I like how you put the caveat in Maybe. there. Maybe. That's you, possible, right? No, you already have the Rays winning, so the A's are
1: gone. Oh. That's, but, but you got the Rays. That. Maybe the Rays win. Maybe Charlie Morton pitches every game. A complete game shutout. Every game. Anything else? Okay, we're done. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Well, wrestling-wise, there is big stuff, <laughs> Okay, honestly, because AEW goes to Wednesday nights in Canada Whoa. tomorrow. Uh TV deal with TSN got announced. It is official, so they'll go to Wednesday nights. Um, WWE is focusing on Friday nights now. They've moved, moved their main commentary team to Friday Night SmackDown. That debuts uh, this Friday. Is that uh, Jr. and Jerry the King Lawler? No, but it sounds like Jim Ross is going to be on the call for AEW. What? So there you go. He's jumping ship. He well, he's been he has he's been out of WWE. I know. For a while, he, I but, get that, but he's going to the competition. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to be calling the AEW uh, televised By series. By God, uh, Dynamite, I think it's called. Put In, him through the chair. By God. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so it sounds like WWE is focusing on Friday Night SmackDown now okay. with the movement of commentators. It sounds like they're going to put more eggs into the basket, uh, superstar wise, on SmackDown because of the prime time and all that fun stuff. I think the deals with Fox. Fox has a big viewership. I don't know. I mean, that's I, what
0: I'm. That's what I hear. As a kid, I remember watching Friday Night SmackDown. It was huge. I made. I it made was a, on
1: back a, in the day. Appointment viewing for right? Friday night Mondays right. and Fridays that's all I watched I I don't know we'll see how it goes it'll be a thing it's it's a thing good stuff and uh, A's and Rays A's and Rays that's oh, fun to say I'll uh,
0: I'll finish up with a tweet that I saw this morning from Sid Sixero okay. of Tim and Sid okay he, uh, he tweeted NHL begins NBA begins MLB playoffs begin football end of this damn election true October I think I love you yep Great month to be a sports fan. The best month has arrived. So enjoy all your sporting. I mean, NHL starts tomorrow, so that's going to be a blast to watch. What are the A's and Rays playing? (laughs) I think they're tomorrow as well. Tomorrow! Oh, beauty. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to us today. Download us wherever you download your podcast. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ontheboardpodcast, and on Twitter, at ontheboardpod. Lance, anything else? A's and Rays. Lance Dahl, Colby McKee. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to On the Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform. And find us on Facebook at facebook.com
1: slash on the board podcast. Yes. Yes.